Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Are you looking on expanding your audience through podcasting? Learn how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast. Go to learnpodcastingtoday.com to learn more. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Claudine Helmuth. Claudine Helmuth is a living proof that you can have a successful and profitable business that's driven on pure whimsy. She designs and illustrates printable boxes and kits that bring delight to customers young and old. She's been featured in the New York Times, appeared on the Martha Stewart Show, SGTV, HSN, QVC UK, and the DYI Network. Her client list includes projects with major companies like Smart Car, Capital Records, and national publications such as the Saturday Evening Post. When she's not covered in paper, glue, and tape, she's walking her dog Maggie, reading a book, or enjoying a well-deserved afternoon nap with her very fat cat, Mabel. Women of the world, Miss Claudine Helmuth. Welcome to the show. I'm excited to be here. We are excited to have you on our show, and I'm sure our listeners as well. So, Claudine... I really like what you're doing with your business. You know, you are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, the sweat equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you. And I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. Therefore, here are some cool questions that we can talk about. You know, feel free to comment anytime, but these are just general questions that I have in mind. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and idea behind that niche? Yes, I'd love to. My business has quite a few facets to it. So at the top part of the business, I'm an artist and an illustrator. So everything kind of stems out of that and out of the work that I create. Um, For many years, I taught workshops where I traveled all around the country teaching women about art and mixed media and how they could create. So that was a big part of my business. I also licensed my artwork to companies and then they put my artwork on their products. So that could be everything from greeting cards to journals to I've even had blankets and mugs and TV trays, you name it all different kinds of products. Then there's the illustration part of my business where I do commercial illustration for uh, clients. And then there's my own little niche of my business, which is my shop that I have with the printable downloads and kits that people can create. And I think I've left out a few other things. I've written books, I've done DVDs. So there are many streams of income that help me keep my business going. And I think as an artist or a creative person, having the multiple streams of income is really important because if there's a season for every thing that you're working on. So then that way, if one area gets a little quiet during a certain time of year, you are not completely relying on that. 
Wow, I love what I'm hearing about your business and I'm sure our listeners are as well. Now, what was the defining moment, you know, that prompted you to start this business and made you say, this is my business? Well, I always knew I wanted to be an artist. I actually went to college and got my bachelor's degree in fine art. And But when I graduated, this was in 1997, I... I, I, my degree was in fine art and pretty much at the time there, you know, the internet was very young. There were only a couple options taught to you in art school about what you could do uh, to make money from your art. And it was either get a master's degree and become a, a teacher at a college or travel around the country doing all the outdoor festivals and sell your work in a gallery. And I knew none of those options really fit me and I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do. So I took a class just on a whim on um, on computers and website design. Now, I had I went to art school, so we were not using computers. So this was 1997. It was my first time using a computer with a mouse and all that. I mean, like I was such a novice, but somehow I really latched on to doing HTML and website design. And this was the internet was such a baby at the time and very few people had websites. We literally hand typed out HTML to code our websites. And actually that's still how I do my website today because I'm so behind the times. I That's the only way I know how to do it is just to type it out in a text document. But um, so I worked in website design for a couple of years and I liked it, but I didn't love it. So I was always building my art business on the side. And that's when I first discovered licensing in 1998. And it was a real revelation to me that I could make art and a company would put it on the product and I would get a royalty from it and I would still get to keep the artwork or sell the original artwork to a customer if I wanted to. And so I started really just with licensing and doing that while I was doing website design full-time. And then as I worked a little bit more in website design and really got into building my own business, I knew that working for somebody else just was not for me. I was an entrepreneur. I wanted to build my own business. So I started uh, teaching workshops and using all my vacation days at my work to teach these workshops. And then from that, it led to one thing to that led to the next. And then finally... I was so busy, I did not know how I was going to keep up with my day job and and do build my business at the same time. I was going crazy trying to keep up with everything. And unfortunately or unfortunately, the internet bubble burst in 2000. And so all a lot of internet companies started taking a downturn, including the company that I worked for, which was Cox Interactive, which was a division of the Cox Cable Network, and um, it's no longer around anymore. And um, so anyway, fast forward to 2001, and I got laid off. And I think I was actually the maybe the only person in the entire office that was just thrilled to get laid off because I was excited. I was going to now forge ahead in my own business. I also had all of the pressure of making a decision to leave my job taken away from me, it was decided for me. But that doesn't mean that I wasn't 
completely scared or freaked out that now I was going to have to make all of my own money myself. But I was really I excited to now be thrown from the nest and have to build my business by myself. Wow, what a great story of how you transitioned to being a full-time entrepreneur from having a job and getting laid off, which was, you said about being excited about being laid off because that was like the moment I said, okay, now I can focus on my full-time biz- uh, my business full-time. What a great story. I love how you transitioned that one. And I'm sure our listeners can relate to that one. And um, well, hopefully uh, they don't have to get laid on, laid, uh, laid off from their job. But I think there are moments, that, there is a moment when we feel like, oh, am I, am I going to be, am I sure that I'm going to quit my job or, you know, and then wait till the moment that, okay, this is it. This is, I'm just going to go full time. Yes, it is very scary. And I think, but I do think that, for me, what worked for me was to be building my business while I had the security of a full-time job. And I think a lot of people feel, or there's this notion out there that it's all or nothing. You either have to quit your job while you don't even know how you're going to make money and then build your business. But I think it can be done both ways. You can use your free time to build your business. And then once it gets so big, then you could leave your job or even go part-time in your job. Because as long as you have that security of your day job, it really takes the pressure off of your entrepreneurial business to, um, to succeed immediately and because there's time involved in there. So I think it's, for me, it worked out doing both. And then I was thrilled to be on my way. So I have not worked for anybody but myself since 2001. Wow, I totally agree with you with that one because uh, it's re- the security of um, having a a, a, um, a job because you have some bills to pay. You you'll have you will incur ex- expenses for your business, and having that security, that cushion, that you know that you have something to you know to help you with as you build your business, really really helpful. It's really important as well because I had that experience with me. I was building my business on the side until I get to a point that, okay, now I'm ready to go full time. Now I have enough um, income to be able to quit my other job and then go full time in my business. And so it, it's um, there's a lot of takeaways here for our listeners out there that if you have, don't think that you cannot build your business while you are having your job. I mean, there is a benefit to having a part of your job and then building the business on the side because of the security and having the cushion that you can fall back to and then because there are going to be expenses in car while you are building the business so think through that one uh, just it's good to to have that in mind that you don't have to quit your job right away because then you the pressure and the stress uh, is will be even higher uh, while you are building your business because you're not going to be monet- be able to monetize your business right away. So wow, thank you for sharing that one. That was really helpful, I'm sure, for a lot of our listeners as well. Oh, now, great. Yes, your business obviously has a vision to be the market leader in your industry, and that resonates very well with a particular portion of our listeners. However, they really like to know what was the compelling vision for your business that continues to drive you towards success day in and day out. Well, I think for me, everything stems from my work. So since I'm a creative person, the the compelling vision is what I want to create and the ability to 
continue creating things that I'm excited about. So throughout the 13 years that I've been in business, my work has evolved. I've I've worked, I've had some parts of my business that I've let go, I've pivoted, I've changed. So being able to adjust with my business, I think, is very important. But I think for me, the compelling vision is all stems from my my work and the kind of creative work that I want to create. Love it. Now, let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this vision into a reality. Can you share our listeners what some of your personality traits or three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? Well, let's see. I thought about this a lot. And um, well, I'm highly focused. So that can be a really good thing. And it can have its negative aspects too. I'm very, very focused. So once I get started on a project or a topic, it's really hard for me to let it go. So I will take that until it's completed. So I don't have any problem with completion. I'm also very resilient, which I think is something that you really need to have as an entrepreneur, because there are big projects that I have worked on for a year or more, and then they get shelved by the company that I'm working for. And you feel very devastated because you feel like you've spent all this time working on it. So I think being resilient is very important. And yeah, I had maybe a month or two where I was really sad about it, but then you get back on the horse and keep going with your business. So I think number one as an entrepreneur is also resiliency because there are going to be hurdles along the way that are going to come up and you're going to want to feel like you want to give up. But really, if you take a step back and reconnect with your vision for your business and then keep going, you're going, you will make it, you will get there. So I think resiliency is very important. And then The third quality, I think, is that I, as a creative type, it's unusual in that I really love the business side of my business as much as I love the creative side. So I really enjoy thinking about marketing and, you know, and looking at numbers and how people are visiting my website and just all of the different business aspects. So I think you need to my advice would be to love all parts of your business. Now, of course, there's always the boring stuff like taxes, and I don't love doing my taxes, but I get a little bit excited because I can see what my profit and loss is. I can see some numbers from the last year when I do my taxes. So I try to look at everything, even the less fun parts of my business, in a positive way. Wow. Focus, resiliency, loving the business side as much as the creative side of your business. Love that these are huge uh, qualities that our listeners can learn from. And, you know, I believe that qualities can be learned. They are you lucky you if you're born with but this qualities can be learned. I mean, being being focused, being resilient and 
what you said about loving the business as much as the creative side, because yes, you are right. There are there are two facets. There are many facets of our business, and the business side of it, the marketing, especially the marketing portion of it, we really have to, yeah, be to be able to do that. We have to really learn and love and like it, or find someone to help us go through. Um, to those side of the business that we really have to take care of because no one's going to take care of it as much as you do. So thank you for sharing those three personal qualities that our listeners can learn from. Now let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as entrepreneur because as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being and to get through those challenges takes a very special person and our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? Well, I think I talked just a tiny bit about one thing that I would like to bring up in earlier is that sometimes there are things that you work on in your business that end up not working out. And so you have spent a lot of time in licensing now, when I work with licensing clients, oftentimes there will be a year of product development, and then sometimes that product actually never makes it to market. So that is work I have done, I've spent time creating, and I'm never going to get paid for, and I'm never going to get to see it in real life. So that, for me, has been a huge challenge, just discovering that whole process as a artist that creates work for licensed product because you can spend a lot of time and then have no result from it. So that's been a really big challenge for me. Um, I had a couple of clients where they decided not to go forward with the product and I really needed to take a step back and just heal actually from that because I there were a lot of hopes and dreams that were wrapped up in having this product line out there, but then we're not going to be realized. But then what fast forward two years later to right now, those failed or shelved um, product lines actually fueled me to doing what I am today with my Etsy shop and building these downloadable cupcake boxes that people can download and make at home. And so if I hadn't had that experience, I wouldn't have come up with this new idea. So I think just reminding ourselves that everything leads to the next thing. And when something feels like it's gone completely wrong or bad in your business, it doesn't necessarily mean that there's going to be a terrible bad result at the end. You can turn it around or you don't know why you're learning that lesson until later. Wow, I love that what you said about those failures and seeing that there is an opportunity after that and to see it to see those failures as not really a failure but something is in there uh, awaiting um something's going to be uncovered out of that and if we see it on that perspective at least we feel like okay maybe i've wasted a lot of my time and energy here but somehow sometime it will pay off and see what happened with it, it led to you to other to uh, to creating other other product lines exactly. that you have wow. yes exactly and i mean i it's really hard to get that kind of clarity right when it's happening, when when the 
oh no moment is happening and you feel like you've spent all this time on something that you can't use. But, you know, just know that, that no, not like my grandma used to always say, no knowledge is ever wasted. So even if you go through an experience and you learned one little nugget from it, even if you just learned that you don't like doing that and you don't want to do that, then that is something great that you have learned because now you know you don't want to do that thing anymore so you could cross that off your list so. yes i yes. love it yeah absolutely yeah. we should uh, i love that perspective we should look at it that way instead of uh, being uh, you know disappointed and sad and angry and like you know those negative feelings associated with it um instead of that one we turned it into a positive one because see yeah i love it now let's talk about other aspect of our of being an entrepreneur and that's uh, this work-life balance you know being a business owner such as myself maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life now the challenge with us entrepreneurs is really how to click on and click off and mm-hmm. maintain that work-life balance, particularly if you have a family. Now, in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways you accomplish this in the areas of your health and well-being, family, your business, relationships, and the community in general? Well, this is a very challenging aspect of being an entrepreneur for me. Because I am a very focused person, I have a hard time letting go of my my business work at the end of the day. So actually in the last year, I've been working very hard on having balance. So what I do now is um, I used to actually never cook ever. I would never cook, but I've started cooking and I enjoy it. And so for me at the end of my workday, about six or six 30, I start cooking dinner before my husband comes home from his job. And, um, and what helps me with that is it starts to shut off my brain from my work because what happened before was I would allow my work to leak all over my evening time with my husband. I basically never stopped working. We would maybe stop for 30 minutes to eat and watch TV and then I would be back on the iPad or the laptop or answering emails or doing things like that. So for me, the stopping work and making dinner um, is sort of the cue that reminds me like this is the end of my work day because I don't have an office to leave. I, I live and work in the same space. We live in a tiny 800 square foot Washington, D.C. apartment. So I'm always around my work. So that has actually really helped having that um that dividing line between the beginning and the end of my day. And I have to stay really vigilant to try to keep it that way because I've noticed in the last month I've started, you know, old habits die hard. So I've been kind of, ooh, I'll sneak in a little bit of work after dinner and stuff like that. But I'm trying to get back to having that family relationship time at the end of the day. Yeah, this is really a challenge, um, especially for us entrepreneurs, because we are so passionate with what we're doing that 24 mm-hmm. hours seem not enough. But it's really important to have that divide, you know, that, that time that you know that, okay, this time I'm going to stop 
working this time because you know what we also have other aspects of our life that are our priorities as well i mean we have family you have yourself you have to take care of so finding a time finding this division that you know that okay this time when i'm done i'm done at work i'm gonna shut everything up business related and then switch your brain into another kind another mode and i found this really challenging as well because working at home you know you you have I, I need that division of space i mean i need to have like a space for me that i know that when i'm sitting in my office in another, another room i know that i'm just going to be working my business there and when i leave that room i have to switch my brain like, like what you said to kind of you know shut off all the business related things and then focus on what on the other aspect of my life and yeah I, I agree with you it's really a challenge but it's really important for our listeners to take this especially if you are they are thinking of going into business to have this to try to find a balance I mean to try to find time for all those that are important to you your family your health your business of course uh, but, but it is doable I mean if we just have to find a way to find time to spend on this uh, important aspects of our life, it is doable. So don't don't despair. I, yes, I agree. And one point to try to <clears throat> remember is that as a solopreneur, as an entrepreneur, if you don't take care of yourself, you're not going to have a business. So I always try to remind myself of that when I start getting really hard on myself that, oh, you know, you should be working harder or longer or whatever. You know, if you don't stop and take care of yourself, your business will not exist. Yes, well said. Totally echo what you said. Now, let's talk about success and what success means to you. I mean, your business appears to be financially doing quite well. And with that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, we'd like to also say that success is a mindset. You know, I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? That's a great question. And I, I like the, the two different examples that you give there. And what for me, um, I, I obviously have financial benchmarks that I want to reach. But for me, also success is feeling good about the creative work that I am um, outputting and that I feel like I'm tapping into my creativity and really enjoying myself with my work. Now, that doesn't mean that every day is enjoyable. There are some days that are easier than others. And for me, one thing in the past year that I've really tried to reframe is I have a tendency to feel like if I had a a quote unquote good work day, like a productive day or things where I get a lot done that then I feel more permission to relax and enjoy myself in the evening or on the weekends. So, but that has kind of become where, um, then, you know, not every day is a productive day. Some days you're filled with phone calls and meetings and, you know, and, and, things that you have to fix or correct. So I'm trying to actually flip that into no matter what kind of day or week I've had to enjoy myself on the weekends 
and the evenings. And that has been a real challenge to me because I always felt like before that I needed to earn the the right to have a, a relaxing, enjoyable weekend by having a super productive week. Wow. I love what you said about you know, what success means to you. I mean, being able to express your creative um, talents and creating uh, work, creative works that you know, can make a difference to other people's life. It's, that's really what matters. Of course, we are in business to make revenue because we have financial goals as well to being business. But at the same time, beyond that, when we, when we reach a certain level, we transcend because at the end of the day, it is what really feels good that fulfills us, that feels fulfilling and feels gratifying to us. So for our listeners out there, the takeaway here is that we will success is relative and at the end of the day it is what we feel that really matters to us i mean think about Mm -hmm. it one one morning ask yourself what does success mean to you and really Mm -hmm. pay attention to how you feel and what your mind and what your what your brain or what your heart tells you because be the money is just a vehicle and we all have to strive for it because that's why we're business we're in business but there is an intangible benefit of being in business and i think that's what matters to us most and what's that's what really fulfills us at the end of the day so thank you for your take on that now let's touch on one aspect of our interview that is one of the highlights of our show and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be you know as entrepreneur you obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience so take it back to the past say you're gonna start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck what types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learned would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you're headed at and if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice what would those three be Hmm. okay so i start off with some i'll have i have like a little mix here of uh tools you can use and uh, thought mindset type things and For me, I always like to remember that comparison is the killer of creativity. So sometimes I think as an entrepreneur, it's it's really easy to look to your mentor, other entrepreneurs or other businesses that are above you out there. And there's one way you can look at them is to be inspired as something that you can grow towards. But there's also sometimes if you're having a bad day, you think, oh, I'm never going to get there. I'm never going to make it that far. Oh, they're so far ahead of me or this kind of thing. And all these negative thoughts come in. So for me, what works best is just to put my blinders on, not go surfing all around the internet, looking at what everybody else is doing, just and focus on what I want to do what I want to create my business and just full steam ahead that way. And then I think I'd like to remind people that something that I've learned and I've had to learn the hard way is that as an entrepreneur, we usually work by ourselves and it can get really lonely. But the flip side of that is, is that you need to be by yourself in order to get your work done. But I think it's important to build either a network of friends or other people in business. It doesn't even have to be a similar business as yours. You can learn just as much from people 
as your podcast shows, Marie, that you can learn just as much from people in a variety of different businesses as you can from people in your same business venue. Try to get to a group together where you could meet, even if it's online in a Google Hangout or something like that, once a month, just so that that way you don't feel so alone. And I think what I do is I listen to podcasts like yours, Marie. I love listening to all of these business podcasts because that makes me not feel so alone with all of the struggles that I have as as an entrepreneur. And then my last one is just a, a tactical one is for many years, I didn't even use accounting software. I did everything in Excel and something like that. Now there's stuff like Outright or Mint. You can easily keep your books in order. It will import your bank, your credit card, all of your business accounts into one place. They're free or they have free parts to them. So it's a really easy way to keep all that in order. And then you're not going to get any surprises like quarterly taxes that it will tell you how much you can expect to pay and things like that. Wow, that is huge. Those are huge takeaways for our listeners as well. Uh, I love what you said about, you know, not comparing ourselves to others because sometimes that really, <laughs> I like what you said, it really... It, yeah, I mean, it's good to be inspired with by the success of others. But sometimes, you know, we have th we, this human nature that we feel like, oh, I wish I was like him or her. I wish I was at the level already. And that, that can, you know, those negative uh, thoughts can ruin your day and can ruin your what you are aiming for. So it's really important not to compare ourselves to others because we all have our unique ways and a unique time to get to where we want to go. And I love what you said about really focusing on what it is that is important to your business. And the bottom line is we really have to focus on what it is that we are, we want to, we want to do, we want to go with our business. And the, the third one, you, I mean, the other one that you said is to build a network of people. And I echo what you said about us. We often work by ourselves. I mean, mm -hmm. working at home and it's really important to, to connect with other people other of your peers and a support community for example and uh, and then you said about you touched about finding some tools to help you make your business easier and you touched upon you mentioned about mint and out, outright was it outright yeah outright.com outright.com yes. all right okay now entrepreneurs are wide readers can you recommend a book that our listeners can get that will help them grow personally and professionally Oh, gosh, this was hard because there are so many. I know, there's a lot in there. there. I know. Well, I read a lot of Dan Pink's books and um, his most recent book about selling, I think, is really, really great because it's about how everybody is a salesperson and about looking at a new way to be, a, not thinking of a salesperson as like in the traditional way, when we think of sales, we think of like a car salesman or somebody slimy that's trying to sell us something. So it's, um, I, the name of the book is completely slipping my mind right now, but it's Dan Pink and it's his most recent book about selling. And I think it's called To Sell is Human. I'm, I'm thinking. All right. Dan Pink's, um, yeah, I'll definitely gonna find that, um, that one, um, book so that we can we can uh, include it on our um, uh, resources and I think you're right it's to sell is human I think that's what I see here to sell is human maybe, mm -hmm. maybe that's the one 
by yes. so it's a really great read and it's he's it's a it's just a smooth read so it's not dry as well and you can really learn a lot from it awesome awesome thank you for sharing that now uh Claudine, in my mind, you are a superhero, or shall I say superheroine, because you have done this, you have done that, but you've also experienced a lot of challenges that our listeners definitely relate. So if you are a superhero, who do you want to be and why? And it doesn't have to be a Carden Carter, but can be someone you admire and look up to. Oh, this is hard because there are so many different people out there that I admire. Everybody from Martha Stewart. Of course, we all love Oprah and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I think I'm going to pick an actual superhero and choose Wonder Woman because when I was a little girl, I had my Wonder Woman underoos and I idolized Wonder Woman because she has feminine power out there and she was a real go-getter. Yes, the Wonder Woman, Claudine the Wonder Woman of our generation. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Now, share our listeners what's the best way that they can connect with you and kind of watch how you grow and succeeding more so that they can serve as an example for our own efforts and so we all can be more than we are today. Well, I have multiple different ways. I'm on Twitter at Claudine Tweets. I'm on a Facebook. You can find my Facebook page if you search my name, Claudine Helmuth. You can find my website at ClaudineHelmuth.com. And you can visit my web store, which is on Etsy right now at WhimsicalPrintableParty.com. Awesome, awesome. And by the way, for our listeners out there, all of this uh, fantastic resources and the links that were mentioned in today's uh, podcast will be made available in a beautiful infographic show notes at todaysleadingwomen.com. All you have to do is to type in the name Claudine Helmuth on the search bar and it will find it for you. So for our listeners out there who are driving while you're listening to this one, don't worry, I'm going to have all those links and the resources on our um, show notes as well. But again, the uh, Claudine's Twitter handle is Claudine tweets and yeah. her website is clothinghelmuth.com and from there can, they can go to your web store right yeah from there they can visit the blog they can find me on facebook all of that stuff awesome awesome now clothing thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story your expertise for being a role model to many and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today Women of the world, including me, appreciate and honor you for making our world a better place and wish you more success in business and in your life. Thanks for having me. This was so much fun. Podcasting is taking the world by storm. If you are a marketer and not using this platform, your business is missing out on a big opportunity to reach a wider audience. Find out how you can create, grow, and monetize your podcast and take your podcasting skills from novice to experts. Go to learnpodcastingtoday.com now. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top three iPhone apps that these high-achieving women use to get things done lightning fast today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash apps for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.